welcome to Words for Thinking. My name is Tony Niaus. I am a student at West Virginia University studying sport and exercise psychology. And I kind of am starting this podcast and blog uh, in, order to, in order to help me in this profession that I want to move into. I want to work with a therapy environment and a helping profession, whether it's a performance psychologist or a mental health coach. Um, I want to move into this field. And so the best way for me to do that is sort of to um, have these discussions with myself about some of the topics that I think are important to have. So I am going to be doing this more or less uh, so that I can remember what I have to say about things whenever they come up. Um, because for me, the best way to work topics out is either write them down or speak them. And I've just been speaking to the air, speaking to absolutely nobody. And I actually started on one of my buddy's podcasts called Overly Confident. It's on Spotify. If you're listening on YouTube, I'll also have it linked in the description below. If you go check that out. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, maybe this podcast thing would be a good idea. I can work my thoughts out uh, via recording and I can go back and listen to it instead of just writing everything down. But I do have a blog. It's uh, again, linked in the description below. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're not listening on YouTube, it is words spelled commonly. And then the number four, thinking.weebly.com. Um, I do not have a domain currently that I'm paying for. So I'm just using Weebly right now. Um, I don't really have the funds to uh, subscribe to a domain name right now. Um, you know, I don't have a job. I'm out of a job because of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So uh, yeah, I don't want to really make any sort of subscriptions if I'm not having any sort of income at the moment. So uh, this episode is not going to be necessarily related to psychology um, or philosophy. It's kind of just something that I thought about and whenever I was at the store today. And so I figured I'd share it because it's a really interesting take. Um, and I want to put out a disclaimer that if you're listening to this and you're thinking that I, what I'm saying is what I only take as the truth is absolutely wrong. Um, I am open to any sort of discussion about anything that I have to say. Um, I don't claim to know that I know everything and I don't want you to think that I'm claiming to know that I know everything. So if you have any sort of argument against what I'm saying, be sure to let me know about it. And you can do this again on YouTube either in the comment section, or if you go to my blog, uh, and go to the join page, you can type your name, email, and you can leave your uh, argument in the comments. And then I go ahead and email you back. And a matter of fact, I welcome criticism. Um, I'm trying to learn these things. As I said, I'm trying to work things out. So I don't really know everything. I don't, I don't claim to know. And I, I literally don't know anything. So um, I welcome any form of criticism. And a matter of fact, if you uh, have good points and you bring up good arguments, I would actually, uh, I might even welcome you to join me on this this podcast <clears throat> so we could have a discussion about the topics that you want to um, debate. So today we're going to move into a little bit about what this coronavirus pandemic has done uh, or I think is is doing and some of the scary things about it, some of the scary things that maybe some of you aren't thinking about or considering because some of these things that you might not be considering are kind of tough things to consider. These are things that if you do consider them, you might be sort of uh, looking at yourself in the mirror and going, oh, am I a horrible person for this? And you understand what I mean later, but um, that's kind of what I was thinking was I was, I was, at, I was at Costco today with my dad and my, my sister. And, and so we walked into Costco and immediately we had a stop on this line. And so this guy was letting people out of the store and we were just waiting for him to give us the okay to go. So then he told us that there was only uh, two members that were allowed per card. And so, of course, it was my dad with a card. And so my sister and I were there and it was only one of us that was allowed to stay. So my sister said, I'll go back to the car. You know, you can go in. So 
I went in and when you go in, so, so first of all, we were, we were stopped on the line. We were only allowed to move where we were told to move and when we were told to move. Okay. So that's important to note. We were told when to move and where to move. And that right there is sort of the scariness of this all. So keep that in mind. So when we got into Costco, we were allowed to move around freely and look at the things we wanted to look at and pick out the things we wanted to look at. But I think it's also very important to note that people were being extremely cautious, right? And so uh, one of the things that people were being cautious of is like if you, you know, sneeze or cough in Costco, people are going to look at you funny. And so the thing to note was that germs still exist, right? Viruses still exist. And so, um, you know, if you're sneezing or coughing and not covering up, that was just something that was just like common courtesy, right? It, it was the thing. It was like, well, that person isn't very courteous, but now it's like, you're, it, you know, if you do it, it's like you are Satan, you know, or, or you're, you're an outlaw, you know, you should be kicked out of the store and possibly, you know, charged with something as if it were assault or, or robbery. And I might be going too far with this and my uh, conspiracy here might just be that. But um, as we go through the store and continue about our functioning, we get to the end. So when we get to the end, there's another worker there that has his weight on another line. And so we're waiting in this line. And then she t finally tells us we can we can go to lane 13. And so we did. We went to lane 13. And then we had to wait there behind another line. And so then we moved through and, and the person said, okay, hold on here. I'm going to take your cart you stay here. Okay. So then we stood, we stood on the line. They took our cart. They started checking out our stuff and then she said, okay, you're allowed to come up. So then we were, we walked forward. So the thing to notice about all of this, right, is for the most part during our entrance and exit, we were told where to move, when to move and how to move essentially. Right? Like, I mean, the how is not really important because you're going to be walking. Of course, you're not going to be like going ahead and running or, or skipping to your location, but where and when is really important. Um, before this whole thing went down, germs again, still existed, right? Like the flu still existed. And in 2018 killed 80,000 people like this in the U S alone. Right? So this, this is still a problem. Like germs are still a problem all the time. This is not just because the coronavirus is hit. This is the only disease we have to worry about. And there's nothing else that can possibly harm you. Like, no, uh, germs still exist. Viruses still exist, uh, before this and will still exist after this. So I just found it really odd how we were told where and when to move. And it kind of reminded me of sort of <clears throat> a totalitarian, uh, type where, you know, eventually it will be Costco will be just a symbol for the government, you know, and is, is, is that something deeper? So again, this is, you know, completely conspiracy, but you hear from a lot of people, um, whether it's your friends, your relatives, or the news that our lives will be forever changed after this. And you better hope not. You really better hope not. And here's why. I get that this thing is very contagious. It's very transmittable, which are two in the same. It's very deadly. I get that. It's more deadly than, than the common flu. Um, and the reason I think it might be more deadly than the common flu is because we don't have a vaccine for it, right? Um, so if you're looking at like the actual severity of it, yeah, it's scary as a disease. Um, but is it scary enough to, to forfeit your freedoms for safety? I don't think so. And so I don't want to go over the top and say like, oh, Costco ruins my freedoms and takes away my freedoms. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is we really had ought to watch because again, like I said, whenever everyone is saying, hey, nothing is going to be the same after this, you really better hope that's not true. Because if it is, this is sort of could be taken as a conspiracy for 
you know, governments um, across the world to say to people, hey, germs are scary. Viruses are scary. So why don't we just fall in line, sort of like a factory line, and have this operation where, uh, you know, you're allowed to do what you're allowed to do only because we tell you, and you're allowed to move where you're allowed to move only because we tell you. So an example of this are, right, all these states, and the governor's enacting these executive orders uh, to stay at home or shelter in place, uh, depending where you're from. So I'm from Pennsylvania, so I'm kind of speaking on that. And so in Pennsylvania, even though it's an order, uh, it's not being it's not being enforced as much as maybe it could be. And so like, you know, if you're out and about and you're going to your buddy's house and you get pulled over for speeding, they can put on the fact that you're not staying home as a fine on top of your speeding, but they can't really pull you over just for being out of your house. And so right now that's fine. But what's funny is like, if you think about how would you go about creating mass change in society? Well, the first thing you'd have to do is take little steps. And you'd have to take a little step that says, okay, well, we're cool with this. And then, the, and then you'd have to take another step as a government. And then the people would have to go, okay, we're cool with that. And so then step after step, 10 steps later, you forfeited most of your freedoms. You look back and you go, wow, you know, those little steps added up. And so if you're trying to enact change, right, this is probably the best way to do it is by little steps like this. So at first you, you know, you have the executive order of the stay at home and it's not being enforced anywhere on any terms, on any, like you get pulled over for speeding, it's not going to be enforced. It's just a suggestion as opposed to an actual law. And then what happens is they start saying, okay, well, we're just going to enforce it whenever you get pulled over for speeding. So we're not going to just pull you over randomly for being out of your house, but we'll pull you over for speeding. And then what? Then is it going to be if I leave my house and I am somewhere between the, and I don't have like a receipt for the grocery store or or you have to follow me to the grocery store to make sure I'm going to the grocery store. Like what is going to be, what is going to happen? And so it's April 13th, 2020 of all this, of all this problem. So we've only been here for about a month and a half, two months. And, you know, so it's not like I'm here to say that the world is doomed and, you know, this country is changing rapidly and everything's going to shit. It's like, I'm not trying to say that. What I am saying though, is let's, let's be cautious, right? Let's be conscientious about these things because the more you start freaking out as opposed to thinking about things critically, then the more advantage the government's going to have essentially to, to, to enact these powers over you. And so again, I sound, and, and I don't want, uh, you know, this to be a thing where YouTube or Spotify, whatever platform this is on, uh, is going to go, wow, he's just a conspiracy theorist. And it's like, no, I'm not trying to incite change or instill change. What I'm trying to do is bring this to attention. And so if you're listening to this in the future, maybe it's two or three years in the future, maybe it's a couple months in the future. I hope that you're listening to me going, that kid is absolutely insane. And there was nothing to worry about the whole time. Life is returned back to normal. That's what I want. But what I'm fearful of is when people say, we're never going to be, we're never going to live the same after this. Like that, that is a scary thought. Like you really better hope not. Because if you think about it, like if you ask anybody that says nothing's going to be the same after this, ask them what they mean by that. Is it going to be that we're going to be more health conscious? So like, hey, start, you know, eating healthily, going to the gym um, so that you can prevent, I mean, because who does this disease attack? Well, number one, you can't have an, an underlying health issues. Okay, that's fine. But let's assume that your genetics are perfect. Not perfect, but you understand the point. There, there's no health, like you don't have asthma, you don't have heart conditions, you don't have um, cardiovascular problems in your genetics. The only way to develop these cardiovascular problems and heart problems are through 
poor lifestyle choices. And so if that's what they mean by it will never be the same, people will be more conscientious about their health, I'm cool with that. Like, that's okay. But if they mean things will never be the same in terms of like the government will have to start taking an incentive to checking where we're going and when we're going there and how we're going about doing those things, like that's the problem, right? Benjamin Franklin famously says, if you're willing to sacrifice freedom for safety, you deserve neither. And that's kind of where I sit with this. And so it seems cynical to me because I'm like, you know, they're like, Tyler, I get it. You're 20, but people are actually dying of this thing. Like, that's insane. And, and you're just sitting in your high chair going, oh man, uh, I'm young and unaffected and I'm young and I'm healthy and don't have any underlying health problems. And so you can say that, but there's people that are actually scared. It's like, no, I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is it's important that we don't let this get in get our get our minds fuzzy about what we actually want um and so what if you act, what, what i mean if you actually want the government to tell you where to go and when to go there so that you have the safest possible life okay then that's what you want it's not what i want okay, what i want is to go about my normal daily functions and recognize that there are things that i can't control so I can do my best to control them, but there's things I just can't control. You know, I can go get my vaccines or vaccinations rather, but I can't control whether or not that vaccination happens to be the right strand for the flu this year. Because if it's not, well, then I get the flu, you know, and I had the flu this past year uh, in December of 2019. So this just this past winter, I had the flu and it's like, okay, did I say, oh, I have the flu. This is horrible. I mean, there was a, I think it was a Thursday um, I had to drive home from Morgantown on a Thursday um, because on Tuesday I had my first fever and I went to the doctor and they said, nope, 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 uh, negative on the flu. Great. Wednesday rolls around and I'm feeling like crap. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm feeling a little better. I don't know. Thursday comes around. I feel like death. I go back. They test me again. Okay. Now I have the flu. So what did I do? Well, I drove home. So I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't try, I didn't want my roommates to get sick. But at that point, I guess it was too late. But I also wanted to be at home with uh, with my family um, just because being in that environment and, and it being the weekend would not be a good idea for me. So my roommates, uh, it was my roommate's birthday on Wednesday. And so Friday, they were going to throw a big party for him. And it's like, I have the flu. I don't want to be there with loud noise and a bunch of people. So I went home. And Thursday, after I got home, I mean, it was an hour and a half drive. When I got home, uh, my temperature was about 103.1 or 0.2 and it wasn't dropping. I mean, I had taken so many tablets of ibuprofen and my fever just was not reducing. So I had to like, cover myself in ice and put a fan on me to try to drop my fever a little bit. And it was, it was absolutely miserable. But did I say, hey, you know what? After this, I'm never going to go to the store again unless it's absolutely essential. Like, no, I didn't. Okay, let's suppose that I was put on my deathbed. Would I do the same thing? Probably not. Would I encourage other people to do the same thing? Probably not. Like I got the flu, it happens, such is life. It's something that I can try to prevent, but it's nothing that I can for 100% fact prevent. Even with vaccinations, even with washing my hands, there are things in life such as disease that are not 100% effective in making sure that you don't get anything, right? It's just not how it works. And so it might seem insensitive of me, or it might just seem that I'm young and, and stupid. Um, but I really truly think that like, this is a problem. If we've got to shut down life because of disease, I get that we want to, you know, max it. We don't want anyone to die, 
Like, that's fine. I don't want anyone to die either. This whole thing right now, this like temporary shelter in place or stay at home thing, that's fine. But I'm worried if you are anybody that, you know, is is a normal uh, human being in society, it's okay to have that concern because it's not saying that you don't care about the people. It's saying that when we get a grip on this thing, like when we get our vaccine, when we get, a, you know, we can figure out a vaccination, which at this point seems like it's a year away, maybe even more. But if we can get a hold on the vaccination or uh, if we can get a hold on on a, a, a good treatment for it, then there should be no reason that we should return back to normal functioning. It shouldn't be like this changes how we live our lives for the next forever. Like, no, no. And I really hope people don't buy into that. Because if you have this fear of getting sick 100% of the time, um, you know, that's 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 really kind of a, a bad way to live life is to be fearful of something that you really don't have much control over. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of these things that I'm concerned about. And, and one of the things that, that I'm, that I want people to be aware of or be conscientious of, um, is like, be careful because you don't know. Um, so am I saying that the government created this disease to create a totalitarian style government around the world? No, I'm not saying that. Um, but of course, you know, is it a possibility in the realm of possibilities? Yeah, it is. I mean, anything's possible, right? So uh, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's not possible, but I'm also not going to say that it's it's likely. But, um, you know, it's it's definitely something that we really had to think, you know, think about because if we're willing to give up our, our freedoms or if we're willing to give up the life that we've been living for so long, you know, the, this um, the normal sort of standard of, you go about your daily functions and interact with people and, and, you know, you just kind of go about what you do. If we give that up and it's like, you know, we move into like factory lines where like, you know, um, if there's an outbreak of something, the government instantly mandates these orders again, you have to crawl back into your bed and stay there. It's like, that's sucks. Like these executive orders and stuff, now that they're written, it's like, well, can they be enacted whenever they want? It's like, well, the governor would have to declare some sort of emergency, but then what const like what constitutes that? You know, because with the flu every year, you know, some like I said, 2018, 80,000 Americans. Right now, we're about a month and a half into this uh, coronavirus pandemic. We've got about 20,000 deaths right now in the U.S. In the U.S. Uh, in the world, 107,000 deaths. But in in the U.S. currently, as of today, 20,000 deaths. The flu in 2018 in the U.S., 80,000 deaths, right? So it's like, and, and I get it because it, this has only been around for a month and a half. Um, but keep in mind, we have a vaccination for the flu. So, so like that's sort of the equalizer there. It's like, well, this has only been around for a month and a half. Yes, but we don't have a vaccination for it. We have a vaccination for the flu. Okay, great. But that's why the stay-at-home orders are in, in effect because of herd immunity. The same reason that vaccines are created is the same reasons why we're doing the stay-at-home effect. Got it. But again... Don't let this establish the norm. Don't let this become the new norm. Understand that we don't have a vaccine for it currently, so this is our way of doing herd immunity. But do not let this be how society is going to rule into the future. It's a very scary thought. Well, thank you for joining me for my first episode. I know it's not really something that's psychology related. Um, it has a little bit of philosophy to it, but it's more conspiracy than anything, which is kind of uh, a problem. I don't want to really. Op I don't really like opening up my first episode with something that's more or less a conspiracy. But um, again, you know, 
I, I don't know everything. And so if you want uh, to debate it, go ahead, you know, tell me what you think about it. I'm interested to hear your thoughts and opinions about it. And, uh, and who knows, maybe you can come on the show and talk about it. We can have a back and forth about it because I have nothing to do. I get done with my schoolwork relatively early. So, um, and I don't have a job to go to and, or friends to hang out with. So if you, uh, if you feel like you've got some interesting points that you want to make, then, uh, yeah, leave a comment below and I'll try to get to them. But other than that, I will see you guys in the next episode.